Happy Monday, everybody. My name is Brandon Rosa, and welcome to another episode of the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday, this Xbox podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's Xbox gaming news, and we all learn an Xbox-related fun fact together. This show is on podcast services around the world, so please subscribe in your favorite and leave a review. Xboxin10.com, no numbers, is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles, which you can follow at Xboxin10. To start, let's talk game releases. The big games out last week were WWE 2K20, not getting good reviews, The Outer Worlds, very excited to go play it, and Call of Duty Modern Warfare, biggest game of possibly the year. The games coming out this week are After Party, very excited, Close to the Sun, Super Monkey Ball, Banana Blitz HD, I think I have to buy that one, Disney Classic Games, Aladdin and Lion King, Police Chase, Pinball FX3, Williams Pinball Universal Monsters, Xenocrisis, Inferno 2, Citadel Forged with Fire, Race with Lion, and Jalopy. Before we jumped into the biggest news stories of last week, I wanted to cover the Xbox Game Pass games for October. October 23rd releases Lonely Mountain Downhill and Secret Neighbor. October 24th was Minute. October 25th, The Outer Worlds. October 29th, After Party. October 31st, Lego Star Wars 3. And on November 7th, Subnautica. Now it's last week's biggest news stories and we have eight to cover this week. Number one, and an odd start to this show, The Outer Worlds, Outer Wilds, and Gears 5 now free with a taco. Charlie Hall of Polygon writes, Last week, Microsoft announced a new promotion with fast food giant Taco Bell. Purchase a $5 box of food online or using the Taco Bell app, and you'll be entered to win an Xbox One X. You'll also get a code good for 14 days of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. According to Twitter's Wario64, which I highly recommend everybody go follow, if you turn on recurring billing, you can extend that to 44 days in all. That means everything on the Xbox Game Pass Ultimate games list, including the Outer Worlds, Outer Wilds, and Gears 5, can be experienced for little more than the price of a taco. Or rather, whatever a chalupa counts as. Best of all, you don't really even need an Xbox to get something out of the promotion, since Game Pass Ultimate is good for Windows PC games as well. As with other sweepstakes, you can also enter for free. Taco Bell is offering online as well as mail-in options. Online entries won't earn a 14-day trial of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, however, the promotion runs through November 23rd. For anyone for some reason still on the fence about joining Xbox Game Pass or Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, what a fun little cheat to get a taco, get a chalupa, whatever you want a Taco Bell, and then extend Game Pass for 44 days for free. Get out there and play all these great games. Number two and one of the biggest stories of last week, Shroud joins Ninja over on Microsoft's Mixer. Sean Carey at True Achievements writes, Another big streamer has jumped ship from Twitch. This time it's Michael Grissick, better known as Shroud. Shroud joins Ninja over on Microsoft's streaming platform, Mixer. Shroud is a former professional Counter-Strike Global Offensive player and has culminated a massive following over on Twitch. He made the announcement via Twitter earlier today, although he hasn't said when the move would happen. He joins Tyler Ninja Blevins, who left Twitch for Mixer back in August. Ninja was Twitch's most popular streamer, so the news came as quite a surprise. Ninja's wife and manager Jessica Blivins told Business Insider that the decision for him leaving Twitch wasn't a financial one, and that Twitch was limiting the Ninja brand. It's unclear as to why Shroud has suddenly decided to move platforms, though. When Ninja joined Mixer, streaming analytics site Arsenal.gg found that hours watched on Microsoft's platform increased by about 3 million. Although Mixer has a long way to catch up with the likes of Twitch, it's clear to see that Microsoft is pushing the platform hard. I think this is great news as competition breeds better improvement across different platforms and mediums, so this should ideally improve both Mixer and Twitch. I also think it's really cool that Microsoft now has two of the biggest streamers in the world, and I'm sure Microsoft will try to get them to push Halo Infinite and Project Scarlet hard next year. 
Number 3. Microsoft has paid indie devs over $1 billion this generation. Richard Wakeling at GameSpot writes, Since ID at Xbox launched in 2014, Microsoft has become a hub for indie games, with developers able to register and self-publish their titles across both Windows, PC, and Xbox One. Promoting indie developers has been a core value at Xbox for a number of years now, most notably during the company's annual E3 presentations, where they are often given the spotlight to shine. Kotaku Australia recently spoke with ID at Xbox director Chris Carla about the program and the importance of indie game development. One of the questions raised addressed concerns over the intangible benefits for developers joining the program in regards to finances and support from Xbox. Carla reveals that Microsoft has paid, quote, more than $1.2 billion to independent developers this generation for games that have come through the ID program. That number is sure to be significantly higher during the next generation of consoles, which will include Microsoft's Project Scarlet as indie games become bigger and more ambitious than ever. Quote, we've also seen some independent studios who are now approaching the 30-person level and doing bigger games. Carla explains, quote, they're exploring more multiplayer games in areas that traditional games have done. That's what's so exciting about the independent game scene. It's not just, oh, now everyone's making Goose Game. There's a lot of things simultaneously, and it's really, really exciting. With the idea at Xbox program, Microsoft is prepared for the future of indie games in a way it wasn't when the Xbox One first launched. But when we first started, it was two or three people in a three meter by three meter space, Carla reminisces. We were packed in and just getting things going. We knew exactly where we wanted to get to, which was to have devs have it as easy as possible to have their games shipped on Xbox One. We had an enormous amount of work to do that in the beginning, in the ensuing 5-6 years, I think we've done that. It's really cool to see Microsoft's continued support and dedication to indie developers this generation. Obviously, as he said, they didn't start that way on Xbox One, but there are some great independent games that you can play at any time, and it's cool to see them promote it every year at E3. Number 4. Microsoft have teamed up with retro controller company 8BitDo. ID Nicholas at True Achievements writes, 8BitDo have just announced a collaboration with Microsoft for an Xbox project. 8BitDo is a third-party game hardware company with products ranging from wired or Bluetooth controllers to adapters and accessories. They particularly concentrate on retro controllers such as arcade sticks and retro designs. Speculation is already underway what the project could be, with fans taking guesses as what to expect. Twitter user Clobrile hazards a guess. I guess this is as dedicated and mobile smaller Xbox game streaming controller. 8BitDo haven't specified what form their partnership will take beyond, quote, something great, but say announcement is on the way. I would have to agree with Twitter user Colburial, as it seems like they're going to try to push something for Microsoft's Project xCloud for mobile gaming. Really cool to see what they do, as I hear many people love their controllers for the Nintendo Switch. Number 5. Xbox Game Bar adds FPS counter, new achievement tracking tools. Adam Bankhurst at IGN writes, Xbox Game Bar for PC has received a brand new October 2019 update that adds, among other things, a frame per second counter and better Xbox achievement tracking. Details on Xbox Wire of the October 2019 Xbox Game Bar update improves the revamped Xbox Game Bar that launched earlier this year and is a customizable gaming overlay on Windows 10 that gives users access to various widgets for screen capture and sharing, seeing and chatting with Xbox friends from PC, console, and or mobile, and much more by simply hitting Windows G. The FS counter has been added to the performance overlay that already had shown CPU, GPU, and RAM usage, and also gives users, quote, more control over which system resources are tracked and displayed on screen, and added graphical options so you can customize the look and feel of the overlay, including transparency. Achievement hunters can rejoice as they will now be able to track the Xbox achievements within Xbox Game Bar itself with a brand new achievement overlay. Users will be able to pin the current progress of a specific achievement or simply hit Windows G to see a game's full achievement list. Notifications for unlocked achievements will now open Xbox Game Bar instead of the Xbox Console Companion app. This new overlay can be activated by selecting it from the overlay menu at the top of the Xbox Game Bar. 
I play almost every game on console, that's where I prefer to play, but I've played a few games on PC here and there, and I have tried the Xbox Game Bar. Really cool to see all the options they've put in there as I know there are so many PC gamers out there, and now you compare this with Xbox Game Pass for PC, and have all the customizable options and features that people want. Number 6, and probably the most shocking news this week, Bethesda is now selling $100 annual subscriptions for exclusive Fallout 76 features. Steven Totillo Kotaku writes, There's never a dull moment in the world of Fallout 76, the online multiplayer game of post-apocalyptical survival and adventuring. Last week, publisher Bethesda announced that the game's much-requested edition of computer-controlled characters was delayed until next year. Today, the publisher said it will be selling premium subscriptions that will provide players with access to private servers at a cost of $13 a month or $100 a year. Bethesda calls the new program Fallout First and pitches it in a new blog post as a, quote, premium membership that offers something players have been asking for since before launch, private worlds for you and select friends. For the cost of that subscription, a player gets access to a private version of the world they can share with up to seven or other players who don't have to be subscribers. Bethesda also indicates that those private worlds will at some point support mods. In addition to the private server access, subscribers get exclusive items including a survival tent that players can use as a makeshift base and fast travel point, and some unique outfits and emotes. The subscription also doles out 1,650 atoms a month. Atoms are the in-game currency used for microtransactions in the game and can be purchased in bulk from Bethesda for real money. Currently, Bethesda sells 1,100 atom bundle for $10, which makes the whole Fallout First program very close to simply getting people to commit to buying a lot of atoms each month. Since its release, the actual game quality of Fallout 76 has been improving thanks to some new quests and meat-themed events, and its players remain creatively inspired, but there are still a myriad of gameplay frustrations, and the overall enterprise is still frequently dismissed as a misfire. Delivery of a not-quite-fall MMO, not-quite-proper-fall game, the news of Fallout First has, among other things, inspired a pretty harsh pun. The addition of a subscription model is odd, especially as many games move toward other models, including Fortnite-style season-slash-battle passes. For comparison, a monthly World of Warcraft subscription costs $15, regular Netflix costs $13. Notably, Fallout 76 has not gone free to play here, the base game still costs $40, though it appears to be on sale on most shops for $24 at the moment. Don't have too much to say on this story besides just why. It is really intriguing to see how one game has almost tarnished Bethesda's reputation on the continued misfires and disappointment for fans. This just seems a little egregious to me, but if you're a really dedicated Fallout 76 fan and you see value in this, I hope you enjoy it. Number 7. Ubisoft delays Watch Dogs Legion, Rainbow Six Quarantine, and Gods and Monsters. Adam Bankhurst at IGN writes, Ubisoft has confirmed that Watch Dogs Legion, Rainbow Six Quarantine, and Gods and Monsters have all been delayed until Ubisoft's fiscal year 2020-2021 which runs from April 1st, 2020 until March 31st of 2021. As reported by Market Screener, Ubisoft broke the news during a recent financial call with Ubisoft co-founder and CEO Yves Gaumont stating that he wants his teams to have more development time to ensure that their respective innovations are perfectly implemented so as to deliver optimal experiences for players. Quote, we have decided to propose on the releases of Gods and Monsters, Rainbow Six Quarantine, and Watch Dogs Legion until 2020-2021. Gamont said, while each of these games already has a strong identity and high potential, we want our teams to have more development time to ensure that their respective innovations are perfectly implemented so as to deliver optimal experiences for players. The decision will have a very significant impact on our financial results for this fiscal year and goes against our recent successes in building a more stable development model. However, it is in line with our strategy to maximize the future value of our brands for the long-term benefit of our employees, players, and shareholders. We expect it to have a positive impact on our financial performance as from 2020 to 2021. 
This isn't too surprising as we haven't gotten much details on these three games besides their initial reveals. The most surprising is Watch Dogs Legion as they had a blowout for this game at E3 and it looked pretty cool. Sad for all the players who were excited for these games, but I can't say that any of these appeal to me, so take all the time you need to make a good game. And number 8, Battlefield 5 is going back to the Pacific. Luke Plunkett at Kotaku writes, Next week, Battlefield 5 is heading to the Pacific with two new maps, two new factions, and loads of new vehicles and weapons. It also somehow is going to be the first time you can play as the USA in the game. The Pacific is the focus of Battlefield 5's Chapter 5, and when it releases for free on October 31st, it'll have two maps, Iwo Jima, which combines beach landings with King of the Hill battles over Mount Serbachi, and Pacific Storm, which looks a lot like a modern reinterpretation of the Pyrocell Storm map from Battlefield 4. A third map is coming later. You can play as either the Imperial Japanese Army or the, quote, US Armed Forces. And because it's the Pacific, there are new tanks, weapons, aircraft, and gun emplacements unique to this theater. Trailer's pretty cool, so if all of you Battlefield 5 plans are still playing that game, go check it out and enjoy it when it launches. As always, we end our show with a fun fact about Xbox. And this week, we're going to discuss connecting two worlds, specifically Xbox and PC, given all the amazing things we're seeing surrounding crossplay, and obviously with Modern Warfare being the biggest game released probably of this year, enabling crossplay across all systems for the first time. Credit to Andrew Smith on TheGamer.com for this fun fact. Connecting two worlds. It's interesting to look at Windows 10 now and see the kind of vision that Bill Gates had for the company all those years ago. For the first time, the company had a real chance at truly bridging the gap between PC and console gamers, and we have the Xbox development team to thank for that. Without their deep desire for a computer console, we might not even be as far along as we are today. Considering it's been hinted at that the company borrowed ideas from Sega, it's no surprise that they shared a vision for console gaming as well. Like Sega, the company set out to find new ways to connect PC games and console games together. They accomplished this by creating a custom Windows 2000 operating system for the console. This allowed for the easy porting of games created on the PC, and also created the potential for cross-platform play. So crazy to hear that on the original Xbox, and seeing that vision truly come to light now in 2019. Thank you all for listening to the Xbox Intent Podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. If you like the show, please subscribe on your favorite podcast service, share it with your friends, leave a review, and follow on all social media at Xbox Intent. This past week, I had to stay up on launch night to play Call of Duty Modern Warfare. After about 55 minutes of troubleshooting and trying to get in non-stop, I got in, enjoyed my time, got my butt kicked in standard multiplayer, but enjoyed my time with Search and Destroy in the new 2v2 mode. Can't wait to get in there this week and play the campaign. My name is Brandon Rosie. You can follow me on Xbox at Brosa93. I hope you all have a great week and keep on gaming.